Chris Rock tests positive for COVID, the FDA denies booster shots, and a TikTok liberal thinks that Jesus was non-binary. I'm William Hall and this is The William Hall Show. So as many of you know, what actually took place on the actual date of January 6th was actually blown out of proportion like crazy by the mainstream media. They wanted it to be this insurrection. You hear them repeat this word over and over again, but it simply was not. They tried to make it out to be something that was deadly for so many people when in reality, the only person that died was Ashley Babbitt, somebody that was killed by Capitol Police officers, someone that was actually a protester there. But now we have this situation that was taking place over the weekend where there was going to be a Justice for January 6th rally. Now, what this was supposed to be was a rally for the political prisoners, okay? Because many people still to this day are arrested, sitting in jail with no date for their trial or anything else. They're just being held in prison for whatever reason as a result of them just simply being at the Capitol that day, regardless of what they did, by the way. There was even reports of some people that were just going to the bathroom and they were literally arrested or still arrested to this day because they were going to the bathroom and they got charged with trespassing. That's what's going on right now. So this whole thing was supposed to be set up for people to basically go there uh, just to peacefully protest, obviously, and to just, you know, try and figure out what's going on with the prisoners that have been detained for this entire period of time for whatever the reason may have been. But Trump actually put out a statement basically telling people, hey guys, don't try to go to this thing because it's going to be this big setup, just like the first one. It's going to be this even bigger this time where they're going to try to blow it out of proportion they're, because that's what the media wants to do. They're going to try to make this seem like the worst thing ever. They're going to use this as ammo. So essentially everyone listened to Trump and really nobody showed up. And what you had was the media losing their minds over this. They didn't really know what to do. The reports were actually showing, I think, maybe 100 to 200 people were actually there that were legitimately protesters, but they were just holding some signs. Nothing really happened at all. Um, and then you also had, I mean, just a massively over-respondent uh, Capitol Police force. I mean, you had all of these officers all over the place, and we're kind of wondering, why in the world are all of these people here right now? And it's because Democrats were trying to make this thing out to be significantly worse than it actually was. There was nothing that took place. Virtually nobody showed up to this whole thing. Because that's exactly what it was. It was a, a entire uh, kind of uh, psyop situation that was taking place with the FBI. There was even some pictures of FBI agents. They're all standing around each other. They're all wearing the same kind of watch, same haircut, same shorts. I mean, the guys are clearly undercover. They're, I mean, we really don't even know if those hundred people possibly were even there to protest. A lot of them very well were undercover cops. I mean, so we have to look at these situations and wonder why is the media trying to blow this entire thing out of proportion? Once again, this is all about trying to demonize Trump supporters. That's what this is about. This is trying to make January 6th a thing again, trying to put it back in the, in the news. You remember they established that uh, just ridiculous commission trying to 
dive into the evils of what took place that day, even though nothing really came out of that whatsoever. The mainstream media wanted this to be something massive. They wanted it to be another January 6th, another uh, basically January 6th 2.0. That's what they wanted this to be. And it wasn't that because people are smarter than that. The, there were literally more police officers there than there were actual protesters. That ought to tell you what actually was taking place here. This was nothing but a massive nothing burger, you know, designed by the mainstream media to try and make it something massive, to prop it up as something big. But it wasn't at all. It just wasn't. And keep in mind, all of these officers were there. They have all of these forces here. Meanwhile, probably 200 plus gang members in Chicago. Uh, I mean, over the weekend, I mean, usually there's anywhere between 100 and 50 to 300 shootings in a weekend on in Chicago. Look at the border. We have an open border right now of people that are coming in COVID positive at the moment, but they're fo focusing on trying to actually deal with what's happening on this or the, at this supposed protest that never really took place. I mean, there was no one there. <laughs> and, and you have them basically trying to overcompensate for that. So this really kind of just turned into this big nothing burger. It was it, it was not an event that people could actually look at and say that something happened. But the mainstream media, make no mistake, they're going to continue to try and make this out to be something like a big deal. They're going to try. It's going to fail because everybody can see this for what it is. They want this to take place. I think this is a wake-up call for a lot of people. Obviously, Trump gets this. He was the first one to really tell people, don't go to this thing. It's just nothing but what the mainstream media wants you to do. It's something that they, the FBI is just waiting to, to do this whole thing so we can have more of these trials, have a whole other commission uh, by Nancy Pelosi trying to head it up, lying to the American people about what took place there. It's just not going to be a good idea to try and do it again or to do something similar to that because it's just going to be used against you in every single way possible. So just another situation where... The mainstream media didn't get what they want, but just watch out for them, of course, lying about the event to basically say that it was something entirely different than what it actually was. So in another story, Chris Rock, um, many of you obviously know who that is, comedian, has been around for a long time. He actually tested positive for COVID just a, uh, a couple of days ago. The crazy thing is, is that he said that, and this is his statement, this is his, his words, not mine. He said, hey guys, I just found out I have COVID. Trust me, you don't want this get vaccinated. Now, by, by the looks of that tweet, you would assume that Chris Rock actually was not vaccinated or something. Well, come to find out, just like every other Hollywood liberal, he is fully vaccinated. So he get he basically, he gets the full vaccination, gets COVID, and then tells people to get the vaccination so they don't get COVID. The same COVID that he has, even though he's vaccinated. Somebody tell me and explain to me where and how this makes any sense at all. I'm really kind of losing track here. Listen, the science doesn't line up anymore as every day that goes on more studies come out more data is available to the american people if you choose to pay attention to it that allows us to see exactly what's happening with the figures and the numbers with this virus so here's some of the facts that are going on right now because chris rock and the rest of the people that are out there in hollywood are going to deny it the democrats are going to deny it but here are the facts on the ground so a 700,000 person study you heard that right 700,000 person study from israel found that people who had been naturally infected were 20 times less likely to have a COVID breakthrough infection than vaccinated people. Now, I don't care what the mean, the mainstream media tries to tell you. Once again, this is not, none of the show or none of, nothing of what I'm doing is medical information or advice or anything. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just presenting the information that's here. If you got a problem, it's with the problem with these statistics. That's all we have to look at. This source, by the way, 
Washington Post, a liberal site. Okay, so this isn't like it's some conservative conspiracy or anything like that. Washington Post is running this stuff. And, and, and the, mean, the mainstream media is refusing to actually care about what's happening with this. So the study's authors concluded that individuals who have had COVID infection are unlikely to benefit from a COVID-19 vaccination. So in other words, what they're saying is that if you've already had the virus, there's not much of a benefit, if any at all, to get the vaccine after the fact because you've already had it. And what we can tell is that the natural uh, immunity is better than the vaccination alone. Okay, so that, that makes a difference. Once again, these are not my, it's not my opinion. These are stats based off of actual studies that have been done. And you can make your own determination based off of that yourself. So the thing is that when I look at all of this data is I have to wonder how many people died as a result of them denying what natural immunity could have done. Let's take a second to look back when vaccinations were just rolling out. This was Joe Biden's thing. He was supposed to be the one rolling this out to everybody. If, and by the way, it's not like these statistics are specifically new. A lot of us actually knew this a while ago. If we were looking at the actual data that was showing us that if you already had COVID, that you had a very good chance of being able to not get it again. But here's the thing. So in January, February, March of this year, earlier this year, we wasted millions of doses on people that already had COVID. Think about that. I'm sure you or many, many other people you knew had COVID already, have already gotten over it and got vaccinated because the government, the news was not telling you that you didn't really need to get the vaccination again. They weren't telling you that it wasn't just it was the same. They, were, they weren't even telling you that it was when we're looking at look at the actual data here that you're 20 times less likely to get COVID if you've already had the virus than you would be by just getting the vaccination. So what wound up happening is that if this administration had paid attention to this data, maybe they could have done it where they said, hey, guys, look, if you already have had the virus, you don't need to get the vaccine right this second. Like, hold off on it for a bit and, and let the people that have not had COVID at all go ahead and get it. But as a result, how many millions of doses were used on people that already had the virus, like recently had the virus? I mean, we have to ask ourselves that question because this is based off of the data. And everybody wants to pretend as if Biden's the one trying to save lives here. He's not. That's not what's happening because he's literally denying the science. He's denying the actual studies here. And at a certain point, you have to wonder what's really going on. So it goes on further here. So in Israel, um, they've vaccinated 80% of their adult population. If I'm not mistaken, Israel is the most vaccinated uh, country in the entire world. Okay. They're still seeing a surge of COVID cases right now with 10,000 new cases reported as of September 13th. So their numbers are continuously going up, which basically means that most of the people, I think it's like 60% of hospitalizations are people that are vaccinated. Like most of the people that are getting COVID are vaccinated people right now in Israel. Of course, the mainstream media won't tell you that because they don't want you to think that way. They, they want you to believe that this vaccine can do no wrong. It doesn't matter what the situation is. But the thing is that if it was about the vaccinations, it wouldn't be this high. There, there wouldn't be this much of an outbreak in Israel right now. But there is. So we have to ask ourselves, okay, maybe we should be looking at the actual data here. Maybe we should be trying to figure out what's going on. Maybe we should be able to ask these uh, healthy questions be a little bit skeptical about the things that we're hearing around from different people and try to make a decision on our own. So in Israel, by the way, heart inflammation has been observed in 1 in 3,000 and 1 in 6,000 males aged uh, 16 to 24. And the CDC has also confirmed 
854 reports nationally in people of the age 30 and younger who got the vaccine as well dealing with this heart inflammation. This is also something that ties in a little bit to the booster shots, which I'll discuss a little bit later in the show. But once again, this data does matter because the Democrats are going to continue to push this as if it's some type of perfect thing. It's not perfect. There's nothing that's perfect outside of God, but they're going to push this as if it is. That's the way that they have always treated this. I'm actually going to be releasing a shorter video just on the YouTube channel talking a little bit about these uh, these situations where you literally have people up there that are praising, worshiping these vaccines. So it, it, it it's just kind of weird to look at that, but that is absolutely happening right now. But it's not just vaccines. It's all the way down to masks. And we know that a lot of schools are requiring masks as well. And I've already reported on a, a teacher that taped a mask to a child's face to, for him to basically make it for, so that he was uh, forced to keep it on. We also are seeing daycares doing something quite similar to this. Here's a video that's honestly kind of hard to watch where you have this child that's probably, I mean, he has to be like two or something. And they're basically forcing him to wear this mask. He keeps taking it off. They keep putting it back on him. He's, he obviously doesn't want to wear the mask. It, it's just not fun to watch. Here it is. <laughs> Put yeah. the mask on. Yeah. No, you gotta put, you gotta wear it on the honey. No, you gotta keep it on. Put your mask on. There you go. Keep it right there. Yay, Mason! Yay! You see on Mason. Look, we're gonna keep it right here. Look. Oh, hey, peekaboo! So if this isn't obvious child abuse, I don't know what is. I, I really don't. Like I said, for the people that are listening to this on um, audio, you literally have this lady just constantly put re putting this mask back on this child's face. He keeps pulling it down or pulling it up above his head. She keeps putting it on, keeps, keeps putting it on him over and over and over again. I mean, it probably happens about five to six times in this video. The child obviously does not want to have this mask on. This is what the forced mask mandates look like, folks, in schools. <laughs> this is exactly why we're advising against it. I mean, these kids don't want to wear it. It doesn't make sense. They are not a primary risk for this virus, but yet for some reason they keep doing this to these children. And it's not right and it is absolutely child abuse. It would not be my child that I'm doing this to or that I will let anybody else do this to. It's absolutely ridiculous. These are basically babies and they have them wearing masks for no good reason. And, and, and honestly, watching this, I mean, if your heart doesn't hurt or reach out for this child, then you have no heart. I mean, it's just so sad to see this. The thing is that they could also be causing this child to, be, to choke to death by forcing this mask on his face. It's just a ton of ignorance in this entire video as well. And, and you know, the thing that, I, that really irks me about all of this 
is if you're watching the video, notice how her hands are just constantly on his face, on the mask. She, it's not like she has gloves on or anything. She's just, you know, moving the mask with her hands constantly. She'll do far more to infect that child with something with her hands all over his face than, she, than the child would ever get without the mask on. That's what blows my mind about this. Is all the rules go out the window. It's okay for her to have her hands all over his mask, all over her face or his face, but yet for some reason they had to wear the mask. I don't understand that. Like, how about you stop touching the children if that's your issue? I mean, are your hands even clean? It's it's just something that never makes any sense. Kids are constantly touching items and then the mask, items and then the mask, and they want to pretend as if that somehow works. Not one study out there has proven the effectiveness of cloth masks that are not being washed, that are being touched by kids and items and her, and other adults and teachers all in one day and, and trying to prove how effective they are. Because that would be a useless study. We know it would prove them to be entirely ineffective. Uh, but that's the way that they're doing this in these daycares. As we've said before, with all of these types of mandates or whenever they try to force these kids to wear these in school, there has to be a way that they're forcing them to do it. It's not an optional thing. It's being forced in many situations. And this is what it looks like. This is a great reason why we should have cameras in these classrooms. A lot of these people wouldn't be doing this. If they could see their kids being abused in the classroom like this or seeing other kids being forced to have a mask on constantly constantly over and over and over again and remember aoc along with the rest of the hollywood elite democrats decided that they were going to have a gala and show up with no masks on oh but the the peasants did i, I mean if you're unable to see the divide right here i don't know what else to tell you the rich are able to do whatever they want to do they will move around with no mask on. Look, remember Obama's birthday party? No masks anywhere in sight for the people that are the elites. But the people that are serving them food must wear the masks and the gloves. Same thing in that gala. But your child is being told to wear a mask? Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. There's no way that we're going to continue to allow Hollywood elites to be exempt from it while also on, in the same breath forcing kids to wear it themselves. That doesn't work for me. That doesn't make sense at all. So we also have to look at this. There's this new data out showing that pregnant women actually may not be all that safe when dealing with the vaccine. This is something, by the way, that's really scary to me because it was not just talked about in this idea that, you know, most likely it's safe for pregnant women. That's not what it was said. It was there's studies that show that it is entirely 100% safe for pregnant women. That there's nothing out there they, sh they should have to be worried about. Don't think about it. Don't bother with it. The studies have, have been done. We've heard this for months because that's been one of the biggest questions asked by many people. Okay, but let's look at the data. Let's look at what's happening here because they actually have changed their opinion of this. By the way, all those people that were telling you that there was all these studies and it's been proven it does not have any effect on pregnant women whatsoever. It's it, it's good. It's 100% effective and nothing, nothing bad happens at all. It's perfect in every way. That study that they're referencing to prove that point is based off of not 10,000 women, not 5,000 women, but 827 women that were pregnant. That's the data that they're basing that off of. Eight. 127 women being used as a test to blanket all of these mandates for pregnant women from billions of them. How does that work? How is that sample size enough people? I don't understand. 
Well, this is all done by the New England Journal of uh, Medicine. They've now backtracked on that now. And the study has been updated after it found that 104 women out of the 827 pregnant women experienced a spontaneous abortion after receiving the COVID vaccine. That is roughly one in eight pregnant women losing their baby after getting the vaccine. And they're going to pretend as if this didn't happen, but it totally happened. Like I said, this was the data that they were using to validate them saying that it was 100% effective in women. Clearly not. And 820 is nowhere the sample size that you need to have when dealing with something so vital. The science on this stuff changes daily. And yet these big tech people, they want to try and control what we're saying, control what questions we ask. With a tiny sample size like this, how in the world can they present that as a fact? Since when are 800 people representative of the billions around the globe that are pregnant women? I don't understand. But they're using this stuff to tell you that you're wrong or that this person is right and to prove their points. It's not right. We shouldn't be using that to justify vaccinations for millions of pregnant women like this. It's absolutely ridiculous. So just keep that in mind when we're looking at the vaccine efficacy. The other thing, too, is that the FDA has now decided to deny the use, generally speaking, of the booster shots. So this was a uh, booster shot that was supposed to be given after all of this. This was the, the Pfizer booster shot, because of course they're going to come out with a booster. It's going to be constant boosters. Well, the committee of experts voted 16 to 2 against giving Pfizer, uh, giving Pfizer booster shots to people 16 and older, and only endorsed giving the shots to people that were 65 years or older or at severe risk of COVID-19. So basically, a real emergency use. Because the, the thing that they were worried about was some apparent heart inflammation, what I've kind of reported on already just a few minutes ago. All as a result of this vaccine. So here's a clip of one of the doctors that was actually talking about this in the FDA meeting as well. Hi, I'm Steve Kirsch. I'm executive director of the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund. I have no conflicts. Uh, advance to slide number four with the elephant. I'm going to focus my remarks today on the elephant in the room that nobody likes to talk about, that the vaccines kill more people than they save. Today, we focus almost exclusively on COVID death saves and vaccine efficacy because we were led to believe that the vaccines are perfectly safe. But this is simply not true. For example, there are four times as many heart attacks in the treatment group in the Pfizer six-month trial report. That wasn't bad luck. Theirs shows heart attacks happen 71 times more often following these vaccines compared to any other vaccine. In all, 20 people died who got the drug, 14 died who got the placebo. Few people notice that. If the net all-cause mortality from the vaccines is negative, vaccines, boosters, and mandates are all nonsensical. This is the case today. Death rates. Um, uh, let's slide number seven, advance uh, to the number seven in lower part. This shows that the all-cause uh, death light rate in, uh, in three cases. Only the VAERS numbers are statistically significant, but the other numbers are troubling. Even if the vaccines had 100% protection, it still means we kill two people to save one life. Four experts did analyses using completely different non-U.S. data sources, and all of them came up with approximately the same number of excess vaccine-related deaths, about 411 deaths per million doses. That translates into 150,000 people have died. Next slide would be slide number 11, uh, the nursing home. Now, the real numbers confirm that we kill more than we save, 
And I would, uh, I would love everyone to look at the Israel Ministry of Health data on the 90-plus-year-olds where we went to. We went from a 94.4% uh, vaccinated group to 82.9% vaccinated in the last four months. In the most optimistic scenario, it means that 50% of the vaccinated people died and 0% of unvaccinated people died. Unless you can explain that to the American public, you cannot approve the boosters. But the thing is, is that you're seeing a big difference between the people that are trying to approve the booster shots and the people that maybe before were okay with the vaccine. There seems to be a divide now in, in the scientific community or whoever these people are, specifically with the FDA, uh, the FDA as well. So now there's actually a new report showing that two scientists uh, have recently announced that they are leaving the agency because of pressure from the Biden administration to approve boosters, despite the lack of data to support the third shot. Because the thing is, is that these people are now realizing, hey, wait a minute, this isn't right. At this point, this has gotten political, it's gotten outside of the medical field, and these people are trying to get out of this while they can. That's what's happening. This is pressure from the Biden administration to push, to push these vaccines. Now, a lot of people may see that and they may think, well, Biden clearly means, well, he's just trying to get the vaccines to people and the boosters to people. Surely this is uh, because Biden cares about our health. But that's not true. That's not true at all. And here's, I mean, there's plenty of proof showing that he doesn't care. But here's one of the big ones. I reported on this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Ron DeSantis opened up a bunch of the monoclonal antibody clinics in Florida. Okay. These were the alternative treatments. I think it's the uh, Regeneron, I think is the one that they were using there. But it was available to anybody who uh, who wanted it. The government already bought out the entire stock of this, so it's free to everybody, whoever wants to choose to get it. And it, there were a bunch of these clinics that were open, including at the one of my church. And oddly enough, well, Biden decided that he was going to clamp down on that and keep or limit the amount of treatments that are going to people in Florida. So according to reports... Florida needs about 72,000 doses of the uh, monoclonal antibody treatments per week. However, the Biden, uh, the Biden administration only sent 30,950 doses this week. So basically less than half of what we needed. So remember, these are bought and paid for by the government. They're free to everyone. Okay. And they have been proven to work. Everyone that's taken it uh, that I know or have heard about said that it, they improved immediately. Joe Rogan took it as well. Bunch of people that improved really quickly took this. And yet Joe Biden is limiting the amount that's getting income in the Florida. So uh, DeSantis said in a statement, he said, I will fight to overcome Biden's cruel decision to drastically reduce life-saving monoclonal antibody treatments for Floridians. We've seen steep reductions in um, hospital admissions due to early treatment efforts. It's wrong to penalize Florida for this um, for its, his partisan bitterness. The thing is that he mentions in it that's uh, the real key is that hospitalizations have dropped after those clinics have been put into place. So what does Biden want more people in the hospital? I mean, what is going on in this in, in Biden's head right now? I'm really trying to figure out what's happening at this point. You, you, the, the Florida's numbers start getting too good, so you start taking away resources for people to actually get treatment for free that, that's already bought and paid for by the government? This is a COVID death panel. It's a government-run COVID death panel where Biden's regime gets to choose who lives and who dies, what states get what treatments at any given point in time because of political gains. That's what this is about.
He doesn't like that Florida's doing well. He doesn't like that Florida's been able to remain open this entire time, been able to keep businesses where they're at, give people the opportunity to have jobs, allow for people to get treated against COVID if they don't want to get the vaccine, still be able to get the vaccine if they wanted it. He is so mad about that. He's mad because he didn't think of it because he can't use it. Because the Democrats have decided to go full bore into the vaccine, it has become a political issue. That means that they are full force into the vaccine and nothing else. They can't care about lives while simultaneously shutting down uh, certain amounts of these uh, uh, doses of the monoclonal antibody treatments that are going to Florida. You can't do that. You can't tell me and pretend as if you care about lives when you don't. <laughs> the, the decisions are obvious here. I think this is also a great time to point out the difference between preventative medication and treatments, okay? Listen, the, the vaccine is supposed to be a preventative measure, okay? That's something that's supposed to keep you from getting the virus. Of course, that doesn't always happen, as we've already, uh, as I've already alluded to and talked about before, as the data also shows. But the treatments are things that are supposed to be taken to basically get rid of something after you already have it. If you have a cold, you get something that is treatment for that cold. Um, and that's what the monoclonal antibodies were for. It was a, an actual treatment. So once you already had COVID, it kept a lot of people out of the hospital. It was helping people to get rid of most, if not all of their symptoms within a day or two. Everybody reported feeling better, losing the fever, uh, you name it. There, there was a ton of different things that were great about this, okay? And what we're seeing now is that the, the Democrats, by going full bore into the vaccine, are basically saying, we're only interested in trying to prevent you from getting the virus. We don't care at all about what happens to you once you've got it. We don't care about the treatments that are available to you. We're actually going to cut those off, especially if you live in the places we hate, like Florida and Texas. We're going to cut that off. We're only interested in stopping you from, or, or preventing you from getting the uh, getting the virus. But anything else outside of that, you are on your own, and we're going to actively work to keep you from being able to get access to that treatment. That's what they're saying by doing the, making this decision. That's what the Democrats are doing. They're drawing a line in the sand with this vaccine. And saying that anything outside of that vaccine, they're going to actively keep the American people from being able to use. They're going to dismiss it as quackery, as stuff that doesn't work, doesn't matter what it is. That's the way that they're going to push everything. And we're supposed to believe all of them. We're supposed to believe their fact checkers. We're supposed to believe the mainstream media. I'm not falling for any of it. Because they're liars. They've been That's what they've been doing this entire time. If you're not interested in it all, then I don't think that you can basically say anything about caring about people's lives or that this is about the medicine. It's not about that. It's clearly about control. It's about them wanting you to do it the way that they see fit and nothing else outside of that. That should scare everyone. All right. So this episode's TikTok liberal says that Jesus was non-binary. This is an easy one. If you espouse to the idea that Jesus was born of a virgin birth, then Jesus could not have had male chromosomes. Therefore, Jesus had only female chromosomes and presented as masculine. So, Jesus was non-binary. And in terms of male and female, and the Hebrew, the word that was used for and, describes a spectrum. Male and female and everything in between. Man and woman is a biological concept. Science 
currently identifies 13 combinations and permutations of XY chromosomes. Masculine and feminine is a sociological construct that is dependent upon the society with which you are talking about. My goodness, I am tired of hearing from these people that have no idea what's in the Bible at all. I mean, first of all, it was that gay pastor guy, pastor quote-unquote, that basically was saying that Jesus had some type of racism. I mean, that didn't make any sense at all. And now you have this guy saying that he was uh, non-binary because uh, I guess there was not specifically, or I guess because Mary was a virgin. It's like, dude, I don't understand what you're trying to pull here, but clearly you're trying to stack your woke ideology on top of what was clearly a miracle of the day and ignoring everything that's going on. First of all, uh, the guy points out this thing by saying that uh, something in, I guess, the word and in the original text was uh, supposed to mean some scale or something. I don't know what he's talking about there. So the ancient Greek, first of all, is what was used there in the Bible. And the word and just means and. It does not mean anything else. I've looked it up. There's nothing else in there that means and. It just means and. I don't understand what he's talking about, about a spectrum. No idea there with that one. And the fact is, is that in the Bible throughout, it says he was the son of God. I, I don't, you can't get away from that. Uh, even the angel, uh, Gabriel said, you will bear these or have the son of God. A son is a male. That's what it is. You can't change that because you decide to talk about all of this mumbo jumbo, misinterpreting what the word and means, talking about some spectrum of stuff, which makes no sense at all. It's just these, these people are entirely lost on everything. The thing is, is that you can't just go from a virgin birth all of a sudden and just assume that it's going to fit with your form of biology. I don't know what makes them think that that would be the case at all. You just can't do it. For some reason, they get this wrong in their heads every single time. And it makes me wonder why even talk about this. I mean, why focus on Jesus anyways? Why not focus on something else, some other religious figure or something? I don't know. You know nothing about the Bible. Focus on something else. And maybe you can go off and write a book on that. But stop trying to insert the woke stuff in with the Bible and pretend as if you know something about it when you have absolutely no idea how any of this stuff works at all. There are many other miracles that took place in the Bible that if you try to stack some ridiculous scientific method on top of it to try and understand exactly how it happened, you're missing the point. You're missing everything that this story has to do with and too busy trying to fit it with your modern cultural craziness that changes day by day as we watch with these other crazy TikTok people, uh, whatever non-binary is supposed to even mean today because it'll probably change in a month and you're trying to interpret everything through that lens. All we can do is pray for people like this and hope that maybe one day they'll actually realize what the legitimate point of this is instead of trying to, trying to you know fit it in with their uh, current day cultural nonsense that goes along with it. So with that being said, that is all I have for you on this show. I thank you for watching or listening to this one. Just a quick reminder to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening through there, um, as it does help the show out as well. But with that being said, I thank you for watching, and I'll see you on the next one.